Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A new music podcast by Podcard. Welcome to the new podcast, One More Tune podcast. Uh, my name is Helena Fai. I'm Ewan Davidson. And we'd also like to introduce our new, our brand new co-presenter, who is... Mel Reeve. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's very nice to be here, virtually. Um, so I'm a writer um, and an archivist. Um, I've been writing about music um, for a very long time. I used to do radio when I was a teenager. Um, and then from there, I kind of just got into music writing. Um, I've written quite regularly for Goldflake Plain, um, among other places. Um, and yeah, just very excited to be here and chit chat about music with you nice people. And we are going to kick off with Super In We and Mothering Tongue.
Do, do you know what they they probably are called super inuit and i actually feel quite stupid now but um i was going down the french route um you, right so, okay so it's an edinburgh duo uh and obviously it's electro pop i'm going to make a confession now and i quite like doing this on these podcasts is that i was not a fan of everything up until now and it's um this song has just completely converted me and um, it's a, a duo from Edinburgh, uh, Brian Pokora and Fern Morris and um, yeah so the, the song itself is uh, it's called Mothering Tongue and they themselves have described it about the truths and untruths that we tell ourselves uh, tell ourselves and it's um synthetic melodies wrapped around glassy clear vocals that they say and uh so it's it's to coincide with a short tour that they're doing but I'm not actually sure whether that tour <laughs> transpired because obviously the world's gone to shit and uh but we can find out about that but you know obviously I guess one of the things that um, I'm, I'm starting to sound a bit David Brent now because I'm backtracking on so many things. And uh, I think what we kind of have to explain is that hopefully if people are listening to this far in the future, uh, this is the time that coronavirus hit and uh, it's a pandemic and we are remotely recording. And um, the the way that things are, we we don't know what's happening so I'm going to stop talking now and find out what you both thought about the song um I'm gonna to have to be a total anarch for a sec um there was something about the mixing of that that just didn't really sit right with me I thought the uh, vocals were like needlessly dry um I just the mix was slightly off for me which stopped me enjoying it as much as I would have liked to um I think in terms of songwriting, it's fantastic, and in terms of the production, it's it's fantastic. But it just sits a little strange in the ear for me. Um, but definitely, I, I I like that kind of dreamy sort of um, the sort of dream pop with kind of uh, trap and dead uh, drum beats. Like um, Purity Ring are a huge band for me. Um, I definitely picked up some influence there. But um, yeah, if you could just change that one thing, maybe double the vocals in the in the, in the verses, that would that would just top off for me. But oh, you sound like a wanker. I am a total dick. You are a total dick. And I have to say that <laughs> we we agree that you're a total dick. Um, I have to say, I, I totally disagree with you. I think that the depth in the production, I think that the, um, the kind of idiosyncrasies, I think the syncopation, I think everything that they've done on that song for me is just, I don't know, it just hits me hard and I'm really impressed with it. No, I, I like it. It's just the mix is a little off for me. That's That's all. Um, I really like it. They're one of those bands that I've heard the name of and I think I must have seen maybe posters about for a while and just haven't bothered checking out. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really fantastic and very enjoyable. So there's a lot of pressure writing on the next tune. And what is the song, Ewan? The song is called Gospel for a New Century by Eve Tumor, And I am going to go on record and say this is... I, I want to put this forward as the best song of this week. I think it absolutely bangs. I love you. 
Right, yeah, so that was uh, Eve Tumor, who uh, is following up from the Safe in the Hands of Love album that was uh, one of Pitchfork's picks for 2018. Um, he was formerly in a sort of kind of post-chill wave act called Teams, um, and he's from Knoxville, Tennessee. He says he got into writing music just to get away from the conservative mindsets of the people he lived nearby, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, he toured with Mickey Blanco in 2012. Um, so that's a sort of kind of pool of, of artists that he was working with. Uh, very much inspired by Swabbing Gristle and the sort of trance textures, which is maybe more prevalent in the last record, but like for this one, I mean, this is just a straight adrenaline shot of pop. I uh, fucking love this song. Um, it's, yeah, it's all these kind of weirdo sort of um, kind of offbeat sort of um, influences melded into this thing where like if, um, I don't know, there's elements of like Jai Paul, the uh, London artist, there's elements, I mean, there's even like, there's so many things you can name, but I think it's such an individualistic style that he's got, and I'm just massively excited about his next record. So that's that's my take. Gospel for a New Century by Eve Tumor. Um, so what did you guys make of that then? I'll let you go first, Mel. Yeah, um, I love the like brass sound on the chorus. I think it's, like you were saying, like very pop, very fun, and um, like bringing those references that you mentioned um but also with the kind of like relaxed vocal style um yeah i think it's very listenable i had actually already heard it which i guess is maybe cheating slightly um but yeah getting to hear it again was no bad thing at all uh brilliant absolutely brilliant love it yes i knew it i knew it it. uh just like a juggernaut big big massive kind of chorus hits you hard and um Yep, that's going to be going on heavy rotation this week and I'm really happy because it's the week from hell and I need a, discra- uh, I need a distraction and uh, I'm really, really impressed and I fucking hate that because it's Ewan that's picked that song. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've, got, I've got multitudes, I've got multitudes, I can't, I can't hide that. But this is what I love about this podcast is that you kind of, and this is why I love that we don't get to listen to each other's songs until we actually listen, like we actually do the podcast is because it, it's like getting that immediate reaction, which I think is fantastic. Um, and I think if a song can kind of hit you like that within the first play, then it's like testament to, to the artist. Cool. So, yeah. Right. Mel. Yes. Um, so next we have Namdi with Gimme Gimme.
So that track's from his forthcoming album, Brat, which is out on April 3rd. Um, he wrote, performed, en and engineered the whole thing, which is obviously wildly impressive. I think also based on the other single I've heard from the album means that it's got a very versatile sound. He's doing quite a lot of very interesting things. Um, and I mean, what I love from that track, um, that kind of almost slightly squeaky, annoying, like gimme sample that makes me think of PC music maybe. I that much because I've been listening to a lot of PC music, but um, I think definitely kind of references that. Um, and I also thought it was quite interesting. He's going to be supporting Sleet Akinney, hopefully, I guess, depending on the state of the world um, in August. Um, but yeah, just a, a really like slick, smart um, and very clean and fun track, I think. I don't know what you guys think. I think it's fascinating that he's going to be supporting Slater Kenny. I mean, I find that yeah. such a, a um, like an incredible meld of, you know, people. And I think, do you know, there's a lot of people that slate um, artists that put people on the same bill that maybe are not kind of stylistically within the same field. But see, to be honest, I would rather see someone that's kind of it's going to challenge me as opposed to be something that's it's just a derivative. Um, so um, that was really good. The production was so fantastic, and it production like that I've kind of I used to hate it, but now I've become more and more obsessed with it. And uh, yeah. This is a great podcast. <laughs> it is. I mean, if I had any notes, I would like to snare up a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Are you just like leaning into like annoying producer man vibe right now? Is that this? Is that the thing? Yoon's so not a producer for everyone that's listening. No, I, I feel like maybe don't criticize something if you can't do it yourself. That's just my personal. That's a whole point of music journalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point. Um, no, I really like that. There were a lot of really good uh, synth textures that sort of put me in the mind of like sort of 99 to 01 Timbaland, um, especially mm -hmm. the Missy Elliott era stuff, just the like the really long sort of amazing synths, uh, especially in the bass portions as well. Um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And the sample, the PC music E sort of sample, it was just on the right cusp of being annoying. I thought like if it was any more sort of like, eh, then it would have been like, that would have grated to such a point where it'd been like, I hate the rest of the song now by default, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And that in itself is a disappointment because I'm wanting to find something that I hate just for sense of balance. Um, but you're right, it's a good podcast and we can't escape that now. <laughs> well, let's see how what it's going to sound like. Um, moving on, we're kind of sticking in the hip-hop vein and uh, this is Sweets and he's from Newcastle and this is Smoking Area. Yo, smoking area is my hair lies 10 out of 10, but the contrary, it look like a three. Chip on my shoulder, no need to grow if I've got a dream. Souls in my phone, a grey of the holy water, spraying a gospel of sweets. Either asleep or moving your feet, this one's for the dance floor under your skis. I saw you stagger out the bathroom, more than daggers in your back. You've been jacking from your body's bags, like, trust me, that's a gram. What are you fucking saying? Trust me, bro, it's a gram. I went out myself, he did. One night, my charismatic gang. Grace with garments, you can Google they are western than the pet shop. They Geneva to the Finland station. Walking away with a cashmere scarf. Leave any rhyme set covered in clots. MCs treat my set like a TED talk. Jotting down notes like they know what a pen's for. Bright white glow with a crime lord. Soul from the man bag where I keep my essentials. Space age cheese leaking out my headphones. Ash my zoots in a golden prayer bowl. And I'm hardly alive. Six feet deep with my arms in the sky. I'd call it a day, but the waves don't die. So I step to the night with a glimmer in my eye. Keep rising past my Nikes This ain't life, they needs Whether I return in a bad rave Into a mass grave It's my nature Please don't mind me Roll so dicey Roll so, 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 so pricey 
Smoking area, run my zoo I already forget you see though Fuck with an MCZ Go half their bars, wouldn't touch my teeth Go bar for bar with HMP Man is so keen on gassing up me Hard the eager, half a fist bump for the heart In your defeat, in a warm embrace for all my G's I make stone cold corpses move And I use my mic as a PDT And I spot my zoo with a four bar loop Trust I'm ready to make my move Two, four, seven, three, six, five Trust me, you're not the one like two You're not the one like three, four, five Seaside shedding is all we do what I be on my crew, merchandise, mash up the ones and twos, mash up the whole venue with a team this size, smash up the scene like Bruce, so even bums like you can realize, we're not down for down to earth, we're only up for getting high, holy fuck I'm tripping wise, I'm overwhelmed, I rub my eyes, my DM's been blowing up, I'm blowing kisses to the skies, infest the scene with pesticides, I push the bags and pesticide, princess died the next in line, as good as fucking dead or That was sweet and smoking area it's the first release by the 20 year old from newcastle uh but resident of manchester he's played festivals like dot dot hit the north and has supporting has supported everyone you know I, i just can't believe that that's his debut and for me so there's a, another kind of rapper called H. Now H is someone that's been getting a lot of buzz and I didn't really get H. It kind of was, it wasn't sitting with me. And I'm going to tell you both <laughs> about something that I'm, I'm going to ask you after this about YouTube channels. So start thinking now about a YouTube channel that you've been watching that people would never expect you to watch. So while I'm while you're thinking of that, I'm going to tell you the one that I've been watching. So it's called American Reacts and uh, it's this uh, African-American rapper from, uh, well, obviously from America, and uh, he's reacting to all UK rappers. And uh, it's honestly, I've been watching about, I'm addicted to this guy. And so he was reacting to H and there was a video called, uh, it's either M-I-C-E or just mice. And uh, it's, I had heard the buzz, I'd seen stuff that H had done and there was a few things that kind of didn't, I felt a bit uncomfortable about. Uh, there's a, a podcast and there's a, a, a well-known uh, movement called the guilty feminist and it's uh, one of the things that she talks about is listening to gangster rap and and how guilty she feels about listening to it because obviously it's so degrading to women and I feel like that as well because I I fucking love gangster rap and um H kind of falls into some of that category with some of the the lyrics and and so on um but the just to get on to an actual point here, Sweets kind of reminds me of H, but I think he's better. And that's that. Oh, big time. No, I I mean, I've never really got the buzzer on H, but like um, this track is so good. Like I've heard so many variations of like uh, chopping up the rhythm and gash beat, but like this, if I'm, if I'm writing that as a sample, that is absolute genius. Um, yeah, I mean really good really sort of standard kind of grime 140 kind of beat to that but just effortless delivery especially for a 20 year old because like especially younger rappers like and mcs tend to force it in my experience like it reminds me of um sort of the younger kind of mixtape era dot rotten maybe or like um yeah it's just bit big up newcastle man like i haven't heard any mcs from the northeast of england and this is really really cool um but yeah, I definitely would have played that back in my um, my days as a as a DJ. <laughs> I would have. I used to play. I used to play like wily album tracks to like really ungrateful kids. Like, um. do you know? I wish I wish everyone could see what you look like because you actually look about fifteen. So <laughs> it's hilarious that when you say to when you say to us about how you used to do this and I'm like you probably weren't old enough so <laughs> Mel yeah um pretty much what you were saying about that sample I, I love it that sound like just sounds so good and like something that you just want to keep hearing you know like 
I want to go back and listen to it again. Um, and I think, yeah, that really kind of distinctive, like, UK sound, obviously, with having, like, a, a northeastern accent. Um, but, yeah, I want to put that on my running playlist, honestly. I feel like that would be getting me up some big Ooh. hills. <laughs> that is an accolade. That is, uh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so next. Jim. Oh, it's me. Oh, Jesus. All right, well, okay. I mean, I... I look at the uh, agenda for each and every podcast and know what's happening. But equally, um, I stall for time. You know, I make things up when I'm trying to stall. And and, and doing that reminds me of the song Black Cat by Spinning Coin, which is the next song on this playlist. So that was uh, Glasgow spinning, co- well, Glasgow and Berlin spinning coin, um, comprised of Jack Mellon, who was uh, sorry, is still in Smack Wizards, uh, Sean Armstrong, who you might know from his myriad solo projects, and the Yawns, uh, Chris White, and Rachel Taylor. Um, now, this album, uh, Hyacinth, that Black Cat features on, is uh, was made hurriedly um, because two of the band live in Berlin and the other two live in Glasgow. Um, so it's also the singing debut, I believe, of Rachel Taylor on. Uh, for spinning coin, um, you can sort of put that into the same kind of jingly jangly kind of world of always the pastels pavement. Um, they've supported all the bands you'd expect them to support, um, and this is their second LP on Domino Records. Um, I was a really big fan of their first album, Permo, um, and I like what I've heard so far from Hyacinth, which I believe you can access now on your streaming platforms and things. Um, any other spinning coin fans in the chat? Yes, I like Spinning Coin. Um, I think I've seen them live. That could be a lie. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're just really good. And um, it's great, insightful discussion there, I know. Um, yeah, no, I think um, <laughs> they have, you know, those really sweet vocals, that like quite gentle guitar. Um, I really enjoy um, that kind of vibe. And they just do it really well. So um, I'm a bit funny. Um so I, I hate Teenage Fan Club. I hate Bill and Sebastian. Oh, I hate I, Bill and um, Sebastian. That's fine. Yeah. Um, who else do I do not like? 
Uh, I'm just I, seeing who else has got posters of. Uh, give me some names here, you and come on. Uh, the Pastels, the Vaselines. Uh, Vaselines um, can't stand the music. Uh, oh no! And and well, the weird thing is, obviously, that most of these people have influenced Kurt Cobain, who's my idol. So um, it's it's quite odd, but um, I do love a band called Low. So Low yes. are one of the greatest and most underrated bands to ever emerge in the world. And um, the thing with Spinning Coin is that I've always heard a, a, a different vocal on the tracks. Um, and that vocal for me is the one that's maybe made this uh, just a bit of a game changer. And um, I just think that that's the best thing that they've done. It's diplomatic. So see, I, I recovered it. I, I bought it from the depths of despair and took it to somewhere that was pure elation. I mean, I've actually been quite reserved of my fee indie boy choices so far in my in my time with Podcart. So like, I felt like you knew it was in the post. Yeah, yeah. That well, yeah. I think well, I think it's. I think I just uh, the surprise was your love of hip hop and. Uh, that was the shocker. Um, but mm. I don't want to uh, bore the listeners. Let's uh, <laughs> talking about your life, Ewan. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very interesting man. <laughs> Let's, uh, oh, Mel, what's your next pick? Um, so the next track is Dream Nails. And um, it's down in the agenda as Kiss My Feet. I'd like it to make it very clear that it's actually called Kiss My Fist. I don't know if that tells us something about Helena. I, I hope not. You like us on the video. You like us when you have control. You want an on screen fantasy. But you hate us holding hands in the street. Do you want us on your screen? Do you want to hear us? Yeah, so that's Kiss My Fist, Fist, 
by Dream Nails. Um, they wrote it about the homophobic, biphobic attack on a young queer couple um, on a bus in London, which happened recently-ish, you might remember, um, which I actually picked up without knowing that, so, um, which I think is good, because I think if you're gonna write, like, a kind of protesty or politically motivated song, then, like, commit to it, because I think sometimes when people do that, it can be cringy or feel kind of forced, but I think there's a really nice balance in that track of, like, they're talking about something important, they're doing that really well, um, but it's also just a really fun song, and, um, when the chorus kicks in, like, you want to sing along and jump up and down, um, and all of that, um, and it also actually reminds me of, um, I don't know if you guys know Personal Best, there's a track called This Is What We Look Like, um, which is kind of on a similar theme, and I'm thinking I might make a playlist, um, of just, like, queer kind of DIY, Riot girl, indie um, guitar tracks that make me feel happy um, because, yeah, it's just really great. Um, and I think there's something quite cathartic in that as well. I, uh, do you know what I really love about that is that, I, first of all, I was not expecting you to say that that's what the song was attributed to, but I love the fact that it's, do you know, sometimes in, you get artists or musicians and they're they're kind of, they talk about and uh you know dedicate things uh that well dedicate to things that are so profound whereas that is something that's so real it's happened within the a borough of london it was absolutely horrific and the fact that it's just kind of you know it's it's not out of reach for any of us if that makes sense it's something that it could happen to any of us and I think that that is one of the most um, like beautiful things about it even though something really horrific happened um but that song is just Riot Girl movement kind of passed me by because I I think it was to do with age but also because I was heavily into grunge and Nirvana kind of just overtook my life but don't get me wrong Hole um L7 um were kind of really uh, I was entrenched in but um I missed Sleater Kinney and a lot of bands and um I I feel like a bit of a leper (laughs) at times with that but at the same time it's I think sometimes you know how people kind of put pressure on discovering things at certain times whereas I think there's something really beautiful about discovering it in your own time yeah if that yeah. makes sense mm. and and I think you appreciate it more so um yeah that's my my psalm for the day <laughs> um you I just had a couple just a couple of production notes in that one um oh <laughs> fuck off it fucking ruled that chorus was just like so beautifully like it was just so beautifully articulated. Um, it just comes out of nowhere, and it's it's lyrically fitting that it's called "Kiss My Face" because it does that chorus does come in like a punch in the face. Um, yeah, I thought that was absolutely fucking amazing. I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, and it, it, yeah, I, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless, which is useful for an audio based format. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, so we've only got a um, we've got three songs left, and uh, it's my last pick, and it's Foreign Fields, and a fitting name, Terrible Times.
Sorry, I got a bit a bit teary there. Um, okay, so Fernfields, uh, they have received uh, critical acclaim from the likes of Annie Mack, Phil Taggart. They've been playlisted from uh, across the world, and this is my first introduction to them. And I am so glad that this is my debut. That was their debut to me. It was the third single taken from their album, which was released literally uh, about four days ago, which is insane because I I think we kind of have to mention what's kind of going on at the moment. We are in the midst of probably the worst thing that's ever happened in my lifetime, which, and I'm considerably older than you and Amel, <laughs> which is... Uh, I didn't really want to talk about, which is quite awkward, but we're going to have to. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been a really tough time and we aren't even in the worst place. There's people that are far worse off than us. And I guess that this is my serious bit, um, that uh, music and creativity and uh, the arts are something that create respite for people and uh, help their mental health. And I think that us listening to music and discussing it and spreading the joy of music is something vital. So this song for me kind of was uh, really important. And the I just kind of want to read, read a quote that uh, a, a gentleman named Eric uh, explains um 
I began the first sketch for Terrible Times the day my daughter was diagnosed with ASD, which is Autism Spectrum Disorder. And it began as a small message of love for her and everything that makes her special in my eyes. As the song grew, it became more universal, a message of hope in the generations to come, those youngest among us who may yet make the world a better place. Um, and I think that kind of message is applicable to, to so many different situations. And the builds within that song, the uh, just the, it's so fucking endearing and um i absolutely adore it over to you you and you can't slag this off now because after that you would look like a total prick well i mean i i, I really I, I appreciate what you said there helita i i <laughs> um, have you got some production I was, just a quick production <laughs> note uh your sts could have been a bit louder um <laughs> No, um, I don't know. I really don't know what you say to songs like that because, like, I, I mean, I could be really boring to sort of musicality sort of things that I didn't think were put perfect. But, like, when a song's that sentimental, like, either I find that completely draining or it's really an emotional investment and you come away feeling quite cleansed by it. Um, and that was the case. Terrible times, but not a terrible song. Thanks. <laughs> Mel... <laughs> Sorry, I was just letting that one sink in for a moment. Um, I love a big sad tune. That's um, one of the things about me. Once you asked me if he thought that maybe I was sad all the time because I only listen to sad music, um, and he could have had a point. It was a valid point. It was a valid point. It was honestly not the worst point. Um, so yeah, no, I I think there's something very special about how music can make you feel. Um, and I think sadness is obviously a very powerful emotion, but I think the reason that I like sad music and the reason that that song's so powerful is because it's not actually a sad song, is it? It's a song about hope um, and how that can feel sad sometimes. So yeah, um, I'm definitely going to have a big cry to that later. So thank you, Helena. It's really good. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Um, okay. Uh, so, Ewan? Well, I, as Mr. Sentimental, would like to offer you the following song. It's called Up to Speed and it's by Harkin. And, it, it's, and check it out.
so that's the fantastic inimitable uh, Harkin, uh, long form name, Katie Harkin, Harkin even. Uh, she has been more recently a touring member of Slater Kinney, Wild Beasts, uh, Kurt Vile. She's played alongside Courtney Barnett, but she also, um, if you didn't know, you missed out on so much. She was the, uh, she fronted a band called Sky Larkin from Leeds, who made three, for my, for my money, three of the best indie records I think exist. Um, I devoted so much time to Skylarkin. I remember me and a few of my pals went to this tiny festival and it rained the whole weekend. Um, we went there pretty much to see Skylarkin. She's influenced my guitar playing um, and got me into so much music that I enjoy now. So for me, Katie Harkin, massive hero of mine um, and up to speed is such a return to form. I'm so glad she's putting more stuff out. And uh, she always has these really interesting chord changes and chord patterns that set her apart from a lot of um, sort of indie rock contemporaries. Um, yeah, I'm just thrilled by this, by this song. I think it's, it's, as you would expect, it's fantastic, I would say. Um, I'll open the floor to suggestions and amendments to the uh, proposition. I was a massive Skylarkin fan as well. Um, I was 15 when their first album came out and it was like, one of those records that really got me into music um, that I still love. Um, so I think maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Whenever I hear her vocals, I'm just like immediately taken back to loving Skylarkin and having all those associations with it, um, which I don't know if that's really a big problem for her. She does a lot of very cool stuff. Um, I doubt she's, you know, bothered that people probably think about Skylarkin a lot when they hear her music, um, or I do anyway. Um, but yeah, a, a great track, um, not just because of that nostalgia, but um, that definitely adds something for me as well. Um, I love that. I think it shows a kind of real maturity for her in terms of progression. It kind of reminds me a daughter who... Uh, were I think did a kind of for me a similar thing in terms of their musicianship and their first album was something that you could see the glimmers of something really special there and then by second album and onwards it just became something that was so full of passion and body and um, just so influential um and I, f I still feel the daughter have got a long, long way to go. But um, I think that Katie is is kind of really, it's much of the same vein. Um, and really, uh, there's something that it's, there's a command there. There's an ambition, there's a confidence that you can really hear within the production and the musicianship. And um, I've got a kind of great deal of respect in, in that in that respect 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 yo <laughs> so we are coming on to the the last song which is it's gone so quickly and uh mel what have you got for us uh so this is jayla um and the song is called for now you 
Jayla with for now um, and that comes from her forthcoming EP Ache of Victory um, which is due to come out on the 24th of April um, and it's on her own label um, but I feel like I should know and I was kind of debating not mentioning this um, because it seems a bit harsh um, that this if you look up anything about her comes up but she is actually Tessa Thompson's half-sister um, and her dad is also a very famous music producer um, and I love that song. I think it's beautiful. I find it kind of very enveloping. I get quite lost in it. Um, I really love the kind of like 90s, maybe early noughties vibe. Um, I just think it's great. Um, but it did make me start thinking about like people who get to play um, fashion shows and get profiled by Vogue and then self-release stuff. I just think it's super interesting and I totally don't mean that as a criticism. Um, but yeah, it just, just made me start thinking about that. But um, yeah, I love that track. And I guess the flip side of that is that whenever anyone mentions her, they're going to then say, that's Tessa Thompson's sister, um, which I'm sure is no fun. I mean, if it helps at all, my granddad, Sir Alfred Podcast. <laughs> um, Inventor of the podcast. He, he probably gave me benefits that other people wouldn't get. And so here I am. Um in terms of the song, no, it put me in a really amazing sort of um, sort of dream indie kind of um, world there. I've been listening to a lot of Moses Sumney, and uh, he's shouted out a lot of really, really good um, like uh, black indie artists. And um, so I've been kind of in this kind of dream indie world. Uh, it's influenced by a lot of kind of um, 70s and 80s soul as well. So there are little hints of like Shade to me in there. Uh, I don't know if it's completely off base, but I definitely thought the delivery was the vocal delivery was just kind of had hints of Shade. And no, I just I thought that was really cool. Um, I would definitely try to check out more of her stuff. And also for the record, I am so disconnected from a lot of pop culture that I had to look up who Tessa Thompson was. So, so she uh, is the lady um, in Janelle Monae's Pink video. She's an actress. That's not why she's famous, but that that may be a reference you'll you'll get. No, okay, never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I know, I know now. Um, I think that is absolutely unbelievable. I think it's just such a. 
you know, when people talk about art and music, I think that is just a, a piece of art. And um, I think it's something to get fully consumed within. Um, I, yeah, I, I found it really kind of cathartic almost. And um, yeah, really, I think that's going to be one of the songs that probably stays with me for for a lot of the time following this podcast. Um, because I think it's one of those songs that you can kind of you you'll listen to but there's so much within it that you want to kind of delve into deeper so you have to kind of just do those repeat listens um and there's just layer upon layer to it um I mean the vocal alone is just ridiculous so um I think it's really unbelievable um I was just gonna say I meant to say that I actually found that um on a playlist by Caroline Polacek who I'm obsessed with um who has coronavirus and made a really really massive playlist um while she was getting through it and there's some really amazing stuff on there so if you're looking um for something that's like nine hours long um to keep you occupied during this time um that may be uh, that's all from us uh we want you to stay safe and we don't want you to be fannies and we want you to look after each other and this is an exceptionally difficult time for everyone there's a lot of uncertainty and it's really challenging things like our mental health and this is new territory for the three of us as well um but it is something that I think we're all slightly excited about in terms of discovering new ways to uh communicate I am assuming with you two um I'm just terrified actually but um no I'm joking yeah um we've been using house party which is interesting house party I like it yeah, I like House Party as well. And maybe we should kind of uh, do a segment on House Party, the next podcast that we're on. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Mel. Thank you to Ewan. No bother. Thank you for having me. And um, we will be back uh, regularly uh, at this point because we don't have to meet up physically, which is uh, an incredible thing. Thank you. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple Music or Acast, but you can find us on your preferred podcast app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.